What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the High Performance Agents Podcast. My name is Taj Howell. I'm an IFBB pro. I'm a peak performance expert. I'm a real estate investor, and I've helped countless agents get in the best shape of their lives, elevate their mindsets to never-before-seen levels, and ultimately increase their GCI production and performance overall. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. And here today I have, again from last week, Paul Ritsuna, broker-owner, broker slash owner of Keeler Family Realtors. And he's going to be presenting today a topic that's called Don't Draw a Line in the Sand. So I'm here today to present him. Uh, Paul, I want you to say hello to everybody and give us kind of an understanding of what this topic means and what it means to you. Sure. So hi, everybody again who's watching. Tosh, again, thanks for having me. So essentially, uh, Don't Draw a Line in the Sand is, you know, don't become fixed. Right. So essentially in real estate, every transaction has unique aspects to it where there is always a different problem or roadblock or obstacle that, that is going to present itself. And honestly, it doesn't matter how long you've been in this. There's always something new that's going to crop up. So you'll hear my agents hear me say it all the, all the time. I don't necessarily say you're drawing a line in the sand. I ask them, are you drawing a line in the sand? And what I mean by that is, are you being stuck in one mode, not being able to think outside the box to come up with a solution, right? right. So, you know, drawing a line in the sand makes you less flexible, right? You don't, it, it makes it so you don't have the ability to adapt. You know, my, where I come from or my mindset where it comes from in any deal is that this deal is not over until one of the clients from either party decides it's over. So obstacles come up. They're definitely stressful, you know, more so for clients. I try not to absorb that kind of stress because it's not my money on the line. My job is to figure out what the obstacle is, try to find a creative solution or however, you know, basically trying to find a way around it, over it, through it, whatever it is. Because ultimately my job is to get my client to the end, which is closing, right? Whether either them to get them paid or, or to get them in their new home. Right. So drawing a line in the sand is what I say to anytime you hit a roadblock, it can be in life. It doesn't just have to be you know, in real estate with a transaction, but essentially when things get tough, how do you respond to it? Are you drawing a line in the sand and not being flexible, right? Are you being rigid and in, in, in trying to not find a solution? Right. We all have this in different areas. Like it, I have it too sometimes. And, I, and sometimes it takes me kind of, you know, kind of all of a sudden it's like, what am I doing? Why am I still right. stuck like this? Let's stop. Let's rewind. Let's backtrack. Right. I always kind of rewind and go back and say, okay, let's look at the board here. Right. Let's not be a player on the board. Let's be a player of the board. Let's right, visualize yeah. the whole picture, what's going on and where something, where there might be holes in what's happening here. So you stop and question, but the number one thing, you know, that I have kind of on, on my agenda to talk about is you got to be able to adapt. So what happens is, is, you know, I'm a firm believer. There's always a way you just have to find it, right? There's always a solution. 100%. I totally agree with that. Yeah. You, you just have to find it. So if you, so if you are, if you don't draw a line in the sand, it means you're still trying to find a solution. Even if you think every potential solution that you thought you came up with didn't work while you move to the next one. And I have a prime example from this morning that I'm still working through but I found a solution when everybody was about ready to give up. Literally a buyer was like, 
all right, I'm done. I'm not willing to take this risk. There's something, a property that I have listed, some stuff was found out with some title issues, um, but right. we'll get there. You know, I'll, I'll explain after. But yeah. number one, you've got to be able to adapt, right? And what that means is you got to be flexible, right? It just because somebody tells you, nope, you can't do that, or no, it's over. I don't see it that way, right? right. If a dog, you're injured and you go to the doctor, I don't know how many athletes, so I'm also, you know, a wrestling coach and all these, and I was also also a wrestler, but I've heard so many stories of doctors telling us after we got injured or something happened that, ah, you know, you're not, you probably won't be able to wrestle again this season, or you won't be able to wrestle again ever, or this is a game ending, ending injury. Right. And I'm telling you most of the time, at least in, re in the wrestling world, 90% of these people always come back and wrestle again and right. strong again. Right. So they didn't listen to what the doctor said. Right now, I don't mean go against what your doctor's saying. It just means that they're not always correct. They're not always right. And right. they're looking out for liability and these other things. So if you, can, if you can question, you got to question. Right. So bottom line, you got to be able to adapt. The next thing is you got to be optimistic. You got to have optimism. If you're not optimistic, you're not going to be able to think outside the box. Right. So when you're optimistic, it, even in, in times of, 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 I don't want to say war, but that's theoretical, right? In good times and bad times. If you, if you can be optimistic, it opens up your mind to see other potential solutions or potential situations or opportunity, even in right. something bad and negative. So, so again, you got to adapt. You got to be optimistic. If, you, if you're not optimistic, you, it's almost like this, like I always tell people, like, you know, nobody's going to set my limits and tell me what I can and can't do. Only I can do that. Just like everybody else, right? If you say you cannot do something, well, then you're right. Because you're saying you can't because you stopped yourself before you even tried, right? right. Um, I'm a firm believer and I can do anything, you know. Uh, now, again, I know it might take time and hard work and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Nothing comes easy, right? Nothing worth doing is easy. But it's like the bottom line is you got to be optimistic. You have to start somewhere. If you just throw your hands in the air because you're stressed and it's emotional, which this stuff can be, especially in real estate, because there's a lot of money involved and, and a lot of stress from clients involved. You know, we do a lot of talking down, not talking down to somebody, but talking them down, calming them down, trying to get them to relax and take it, even if you have to take a night to sleep on. Backing them off the ledge, backing them <laughs> off the ledge, right? So I have two things that I want to kind of say here. Sure. Um, but I, one more example for the adaptation thing that I think is really is a really valuable story. And I don't know if, if too many people know it or have heard it in the past. Yeah. Um, but Christopher Reeve, Superman, yeah. right? Back in the 90s, uh, he got into a near fatal car accident, broke his back. Doctors told him he wasn't going to be able to walk ever again. This is Superman we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah, right? I know. You know this story, don't you? Well, I know. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay. And uh, so doctors told him he was never going to walk again. Uh, and, you know, being Superman, he just, he just didn't, he just didn't believe him. And so he was in there hours and hours a day doing grueling physiotherapy sessions for years. And eventually I believe it was, I don't know the exact number, but it was about three to five years after the injury, he got, he regained feeling in his lower body and was able to walk. And he's like, he can actually move himself again. Uh, not saying he's going for running any ultra marathons or anything crazy, but still the power of belief, which leads me to the second thing that I wanted to just add onto what you just said about the optimism. 
and I want your opinion on this, but in my, in my mind, the best way to be optimistic is to actually see yourself in the position and the light and the amount of success that you ultimately want. Because the way that we see ourselves is the way that we ultimately act. That's why I recommend, that's why I recommended to you when you first came in my program, that's why you know and you recommend to your agents to visualize the way that you actually want to be in order to align yourself yeah. with that way, with that, with, or sorry, with that, uh, with that version of you, yeah. right? So optimism can be manufactured in your mind's eye. I honestly do believe that. How do you feel about optimism? What would you say to someone who might be in a, in a, in a sticky situation, either with their business or with their family and needs a little bit of optimism, would you say that it has to do with your mind's eye or would you say that there's other strategic principles you can use? So I would say, so there's a number of different things. The first thing I would do is listen to them. What's going on, right? What's happening here? Right, right. And then I would say, okay, so what's the situation? I ask them their perspective, like, how do you feel? Give me, you know, give me some background to it. And then I start in, in my mind, I'm also trying to think of the other side's perspective because in their, in their heightened state that they're currently in, they're not necessarily able to reflect on that uh, if they're emotional, right? So the bottom line is this, is that ultimately where I try to get them to go to and understand is that you ultimately do have some control here. Any situation you're involved in there are pieces that you control. You are just as responsible for the, out, the outcome or the non-outcome as the person on the other side, the other part. 100%. So yeah. now you can't control other people, but you can, you can influence them. You, know, you, can, you can control what your behavior is doing or your tone, but you have to stop and reassess where you're at. And, and the bottom line is I, I often find people just have to overcome their own egos. It's like, okay, let's stop and see here. What is the outcome you want? Well, I would like to, some people might say, I want to get paid. For me, I say, well, I want to help my client and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get them to the finish line, right? right. So, so if that's my goal, that's what makes me feel good. That's what makes me feel fulfilled. I know I've done my job to the utmost you know, level that I know I can do, right? Most people would give up. I know I won't give up. That's the difference, right? Um, once you can figure out what your ultimate goal is, then tell yourself, why are you stopping yourself from getting that? Because right. it's hard. It's going to be hard. Right. That's, I mean, it, it ain't easy. Life's not easy. Yeah. No, okay? it's not. So, so transactions aren't, aren't easy. Like real estate right now, even. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I keep, I mean, I'd say to people right now, a blind chicken can sell a house right now. Right. It's because there's so many buyers. Right. But bottom line is, is, the blind chicken doesn't know how to navigate to get to the to get to close, right? They can or get to get or to get the offer accepted, like what Daryl was talking about on Wednesday. But it's but he, the bot. It's just you've got to you've got to go back to the start, get the information, and then you can plug and play some things. Okay, well, how can you word this, or how can you communicate to somebody that all of a sudden you created a power struggle with because you drew a line in the sand? That's where this drawing the line in the sand comes in. Is I, I'm, I see my agents do it. I, I sometimes get caught up and do it. And as soon as I realize it, it can come in. There have been times where I had a conversation with an agent who she or he or she would get, they got out of line. And then I kind of like set the tone and it kind of set me off a little bit. And I was just like, listen, like, this isn't how I conduct business. 
We're going to talk like, let's, let's talk again when things calm down, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but ultimately I always follow back up with them and I will call them even if I didn't do anything. And, and I would, the first thing I tell them is, Hey, you know what? I just want to let you know, you're doing a great job. I know this is hard. I know this is stressful. We're both working hard on each end, trying to help our clients, you know, you know, and, and sometimes I'll even apologize, even if I didn't do anything, right? right. Because the way they're perceiving something in, in that state is that you're, you know, they get defensive or they get, you know, so they feel like they feel guilty or they feel, right. you know, when people get defensive, it's for a number of different reasons. So the first thing you want to do is get rid of that and let them know that like, I'm not your enemy here, right? How, and that comes in later on. Another thing that, that, that I have on my agenda here is in, a, in the real estate world of the transaction, there's, a, there's most of the time, there's another agent with another party. I don't try to create conflict and control issues. I try to work together in a positive manner to get to closing. Because ultimately you have, a, you have a seller who wants to sell a home and you have a buyer that would really love to buy a home. And especially in this market, they probably love it a lot because they're paying up right now, right? So ultimately what we're trying, what, what we do here is let's, Let's take our own egos and selves out of this and, and step back and, okay, what are the wants and needs and how do we get there? Let's slow this down, right? Number one, slow down. How do we get there? So the advice I give is different depending on the situation and depending on how a person, a client, an agent of mine, a friend, family member, whatever, people, a lot of people come to me for advice and I tell the truth. I ultimately tell the truth. But what I explain is, is you have more control than you think. It's not going to be easy, but in the end, it's going to be okay. Bottom line. And then they can start to think, oh, I guess maybe I do have a little bit of control. Now that's where the optimism comes. That's when you can start to adapt a little bit. That's where you can start to kind of think outside the box and start to really start to problem solve. And it's, uh, right. for me, right. it happens pretty quickly. I tend to do it automatically at this point, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm human. I can tell you that there are times where I get caught up in that. And it's even, it can be even communicating with a sibling, right? Or a family member that's kind or of- a spouse. Uh, I don't have a spouse, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's hard, yeah. it's yeah. hard, right? So, you know, again, it's, you got to assess the situation. You got to stay calm, cool, and collected. If you get emotionally revved up, which it's easy to do because it is stressful. I mean, if you're a high-performing agent, you've got a lot going on. It means you've got a lot of clients that you're trying to take care of. If you're running a team or an agency, you've got, you know, you've got them that you're trying to take care of. And then you've got all the contracts, you know, that are either listings or under contracts, uh, you know, that you're trying to maintain. And you also need to maintain yourself. And you have your own, and you have your own life and private life and social life, whatever. Right? Fitness, you know, health, fitness. mental, everything. Yeah, everything. there's a so lot going spiritual on. Spiritual for people as well. So you know, and all these things are hard, right? But it's that's why we're here. We're not afraid of the hard things, right? And what I explain to to people, I love that. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm happy yeah. to find the hard road. I want yeah. to find the hard road. I don't want to follow everybody else and do what they're doing. That's 100 different from everybody else because I will walk into that lava pit and come out somehow where everybody right. else will be afraid to even walk in right, right? now. Again, that's a metaphor 
you know, obviously I'm going to burn up. But I feel like some of the, uh, no, I agree with you. You might burn up a bit, but I, I mean, the most successful people actively seek out the deepest, darkest lava pit that they can fully dig themselves out of, right. you know, and I don't necessarily mean problems, but at the same time oh, yeah. I do. Number one, you know, it's a matter of putting yourself in a place where, you know, burning the boats, you need to succeed. But right. uh, we've talked about this in the past in our in our clubhouse meetings, yeah. when newer agents start and they're half in, half out, right? They haven't yet burned the boats. They haven't yet dug themselves into that pit. And so they, they don't know what it's like to need to perform, right? So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is really is what it comes down to is like actually, you know, being able to not only know the strategy, but execute upon it, right? Actually being able to execute. So, but I love what you're saying, man. Continue. Yeah. And it, it essentially, what I would say is if it's not hard, whatever you're doing, if it's not hard, if you're not being challenged or if you're not a little bit stressed, like I don't have a lot of stress, but the things I do, I guess are stressful. And I mean, certain, I guess I can handle a certain level of it. And, um, but on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't feel all that stressed, even though I have a lot going on. But right. if you don't feel any kind of pressure or anything like that, what I would say to you is you're not growing. You're not trying, like you're not, a, you're not improving because improving requires change and change requires st stressful, unknown situations that you have to get into right. in order to improve. So not drawing a line in the sand is essentially telling your, is just, are, and, and I usually ask it, are you drawing a line in the sand? When I notice somebody drawing a line in the sand, I ask, what do you think? And if they go, if anybody instantly says, no, I'm not drawing a line in the sand, <laughs> that, that, no. There's the line right there. <laughs> That's my point. And then all I do is ask questions. And guess what? If they say, well, I'm not sure or whatever, guess what? I still ask questions. Right. Because, you know, it's, it's almost like, um, and again, my background's behavioral science, but it's, you know, it's like cognitive behavioral therapy. You, you ask questions to get their own mind to come up with the answers. Because we don't always have the answers and not everybody's going to just give you all their information and say, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly what I said to so-and-so to piss them off, or this is what they said to me, right? You get part of the story. Um, so, you know, I feel I'm pretty good at piecing together what most likely actually happened. And then I can advise, but I don't accuse, I don't point fingers. I don't make people feel defensive because ultimately my goal is to help them. So I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, to, um, you know, again, uh, add more stress, but I am here to tell the truth. And right. ultimately, the people that draw a line need to hear the truth. Because if they don't hear the truth, it's going to be hard for them to change. So um, again, if you're drawing a line in the sand, how can you solve a problem if you think you already have all the answers and none of them worked? If they didn't work, it means you didn't find the right solution. It means you right. stopped yep. trying means you gave up right so true yeah so you know so, true. You know, so again analyze and now uh, an example this morning like i was talking briefly earlier but essentially what happened was i listed, listed a property property and in new hampshire there's a 10-year statute on so basically if if, uh, if an owner of a property doesn't pay taxes and essentially the town some somebody buys it basically through the town by paying their taxes right so through right. a tax deed there's a 10 year statute in New Hampshire where essentially you can't get title insurance on, 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 the, on the title. 
Okay. Okay, because technically the previous owner within a certain amount of time could try to come back to contest something. Okay, so that's the situation we're in. What happened was is now, you know, I didn't get advised about some of this stuff until obviously the title company found this problem. And we came up with some creative solutions so that the seller didn't have to contact this person. And it was another family member that lost the property. You know, there was some blood, you know, coming, you know, family problems here. Family stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it. essentially what it came down to, you know, uh, essentially the buyers took some time to think on it. This morning I got the phone call, decided they're not comfortable, you know, taking on that risk. And right. essentially, uh, September 12th of 2027, so a little over five years from now, is when that's up, the time's up, okay? Um, and this other, like, again, it's, long story short is there were other creative solutions going to happen. Seller could have lowered the price to, to add, you know, to adequately um, compensate for the amount of, you know, for the risk, right? Because it's risk versus right. reward in any investment, right? Right. Um, or, you know, this, on the buyer side, they were saying, well, why don't we do like a balloon payment type thing? you know, or a big down payment and then rent it until this is over and then do a balloon payment at the end. It's kind of another creative solution, potential way. Um, again, obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. At no point did I stop. And I made sure to let the buyer's agent know, listen, I am here to work with you to, to, to find a solution to this problem. I'm not going to give up as long as you don't give up, right? No matter what, I'm not going to give up. But ultimately, the you know, and she, and honestly, this other agent, she's great. She's working hard, doing all these awesome things. But, and I also kind of, but that's me kind of programming, you know, behaviorally. Um, it's in the behavior world, it's called preloading. So I'm preloading her to know that I am here to work. I'm not afraid of work. I am here. You tell me what you need. I'm going to go dig and find it if you can, right? As long as what we need to do is keep our clients as content and as, you know, to give us as much time as possible to find every possible solution to make this, to get this to work, right? I got the call this morning. They decided they wanted to back out. And I said, and I talked to her, I said, all right, that's unfortunate, blah, blah, blah. And then I, and I told her what I'm going to do right now is talk to the seller and maybe this will get the seller to actually communicate with, this, with the family member, right? Right. Because right. now it's, it's a dead end. No matter what, we're going to be stuck in the scenario. And there, and there is a very simple solution. Um, and it's literally a, a, conform, a conformatory deed. If she signs it, we're good, right? right. So- but it's not as simple as it sounds, right? I mean, right, if, right. You're, if everybody's happy and go like, yeah, I don't care, I'll sign it, then it's, yeah. it's over in two seconds, right? Yeah. Um, but essentially, so I called my attorney, my, you know, my, my real estate attorney, I called the, uh, the buyer, let him know this is what you could do. I mean, excuse me, the seller, let, let you know what you can do, but yeah. here's the solution. I'm not gonna you know, force you to be in an uncomfortable situation to contact them, but this is at this point that I know the only solution that's left, unless you wanna wait another five plus years to sell the property. Waiting five plus years to sell the property is not realistic. His mom's living in the place. He's trying to help her transition and go, blah, blah, blah. Like it just doesn't make sense. Come to find out like him, him and his sibling used to have a very close relationship. They do, but they haven't been speaking for at least three years over this thing. So, you know, I coached him through how to approach the conversation, how to have it happen. I can tell he's nervous. He cares a lot. And ultimately, if he's able to do it, I also see in a way that this, not only is this going to solve the title issue, which I also called the buyer's agent to let them know, hey, the seller's willing to do this. Are your buyers willing to hang on to give us time to get this corrected? They're willing to hang on to let us get this corrected. 
all of a sudden we're back on course full steam ahead. There we go. Yep. There we go. But if yep. I just let that phone call tell me, oh, it's over, it's over, you know, right. I don't think that way. Which a lot of people would have done, right? Absolutely. A lot of people would have done. Yeah. And absolutely. Because they're afraid of the, the, I don't know if it's the confrontation or the conversation. Um, but it's, you know, I had a, I had a, uh, so I do killer coaching every week for my agents. And a couple of weeks ago, I did something that was called, you know, how, how to deliver bad news, right? That's right. what this is. I, I'm, I had to deliver to a client, you know, that, hey, you know, I can, I'm, I'm here to help you, but I need your help in order to help you. This is kind of what has to happen, you know, if, if you decide this. Now, I didn't tell me how to do it. I gave him two options. We put it back on the market and, and make sure everybody knows that only a cash buyer can buy this because you can't get financing on something um, if you can't get title insurance because the bank require it for a loan right. requires title insurance. Right. So now it drastically limits the, uh, the amount of buyers that can buy it. And, and it's just, it got him to understand that, okay, I'm at, a, I'm at a, an impasse here, right? There's a fork in the road. Am I going to take the hard road or am I going to take the easy road? Right. And ultimately, you know, he knows the, the hard road's the road to take, right? And I'm here, and I told him, I'm here to help you. I'm going to coach you through this, whatever you need. I'm willing to talk talk to your sibling. I have no problem doing that. You know, right. this is, you know, this is, but a lot of agents and people in general, are, they want the easy way. You know, I earn my money. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I put in every ounce of my mind, body, and soul into everything that I do. And I think you notice it just, even just with your program. Like, if it's on my list, it's going to happen. Like I, I'm it's done by seven, done by seven a.m. every single day in the group chat, <laughs> or sooner, six fifty-five, six forty-five. I love it, man. It's so true. But it's, it, so but true. essentially, it all comes down to not drawing a line in the sand. You, you don't, you, you just, if I, if I drew a line in the sand, and again, we don't, I'm not going to talk all about my history, but I didn't have a great growing up, and if I drew a line in the sand, saying, oh, this is how it's going to be forever, you know, I'm always going to be poor with you know, no support and, and living in a certain scenario, blah, blah, blah. I would never have made it anywhere, anywhere. If I listened to all the haters in the world, if you guys listen to all the haters in the world or that you have, right. The, the, the more, uh, it's not, I don't want to say important, but the more value you start to provide the world, the more attention you will get and the more haters will come on because they're jealous of you because they're limited and they're judging you based on how, they judge themselves and they're trying to pull you down to their level to make themselves feel better. Right. So ultimately don't draw a line in the sand, but it's, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be able to adapt. You gotta be optimistic. You've got, you, you know, you gotta be flexible. You've got to think outside the box. You've got to ask questions. If you don't know what to do, just ask questions. Well, why would somebody think this way? Why, you know, you know, somebody's fighting over one document that they don't even need. Okay, well, I'm ignorant to certain things, right? So in a case like that, well, did they were did their agent properly explain to their client what the purpose of this document is and the fact that they don't actually need it if there's a struggle that way or whatever it is. Like you just gotta figure out what everybody's wants and needs are and then piece it together to make it work. Right. And this is not even just in real estate. This is life, this is friendships, this is whatever now yep. but, but you gotta but you, if you're focused on the negative things if you're focused you know if you're focused on somebody who called called you a name like really who cares yeah really yeah. like who cares 
Yeah. Who cares? It's a name. So what? They're upset. Like, but if you're stuck at that, how the heck are you going to do anything else? Right. You know, right. so it's, don't draw a it's line. The, it's, it's the ability, you know what? And, and don't draw a line in the sand. Like it's the ability to pivot. It's the ability to solve problems. It's the ability to think fast on your feet, you know? And, and I do believe that that is a skill that can be developed. And this is to anyone who's watching, right? It doesn't matter if you're a newer agent, if you're a seasoned vet, right? The ability to pivot and not draw a line in the sand like Paul's talking about is a skill. It's like a muscle. The more you work it, the more you work it, and the more you become used to, to doing it on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, solving problems in your marriage, solving problems in your business, solving problems with your fitness, everything, it becomes easier, just like working out, just like a muscle, right? Now, Paul, I really appreciate this topic, man. We're coming up to our time here. I want to ask you your final your last thing that you want to say to everybody watching, you know, as, as always, we, we're going to have people in here that are maybe brand new to real estate, but then we're going to have people, people in here that have been, that are veterans, been in the industry for 10, 20 years. What would be your last piece of wisdom that so, you want to say in terms of don't draw your, draw, draw a line in so, the sand? Some advice. One of the, my favorite quotes that I, I, and again, I don't know who originally said it, but it was uh, the old managing broker of the company that I currently own said this to me at one point or he said it to his son, actually. And I, before I was even in real estate, and I thought it was the best saying ever. And the pretext is they're both musicians. And my, my buddy, his, so his son was playing guitar, right? And my buddy was using a pick and his father uses all fingers because he's a really good artist, right? And, and, and he goes, he goes to his son, he goes, he was like, dad, I'm trying. He's like, he goes, it's only hard till it's easy. It's only hard till it's easy, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and, I think it's the best saying there is. It's only hard until it's easy, right? If you haven't gone for a run in, in five years, it's going to be hard when you start running again until it's easy. Until it's easy. <laughs> These transactions yeah. are going to be hard yeah. until they're easy. Basically, 100%. you don't give up and you keep working hard. It eventually becomes easy. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. the premise. And whether you're a new agent or an experienced agent, you, un you can understand that some way whether it was studying it for a, you know, in a subject in school or whether it was in your adult life with work or athletic or whatever, right. it's hard until it's easy, right? Until you figure it out, but it only becomes easy if you don't give up and you keep going. So it's only hard until it's easy. That's what I'd leave it at. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. As always, the wisdom, the, the nuggets, the gold nuggets coming from you, man absolutely epic. Um, if you guys don't know, you know, Paul is one of the main people that's been on basically, actually every single one of my 5am masterminds on clubhouse with me. If you are interested in getting more insight from Paul specifically, not necessarily just in this group, but on a daily basis, join us live 6am Eastern time, seven days a week, aside from unless my family's sick or something cr crazy happens, right? Seven days a week. And we'd be happy to bring you on board, you know, have you ask questions and kind of have you pick Paul's mind because he's done a lot for this company in the last two years. He's a really, really good friend of mine. And I do believe he's going massive, massive, massive places, right? So anyone else who's watching HPA right now, thank you so much for tuning in live. If you're watching the replay, leave a comment down below and say replay. As always, we're going to be here delivering the best mindset, education, fitness, 
all of the different strategies that high performing agents use to maintain peak performance in business, fitness, and life right here in HPA, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. All right. We'll see you all in the next one. Paul, say goodbye to everybody. We'll see Paul next week. Yeah. See everybody. I'll see you next Friday at 11 a.m. Have Take a good care. day.